Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Stop the Internet Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Erin. I'm Justice Barbie. And I'm Justice Oppenheimer. Welcome to our podcast. Okay, guys, do you like our outfits? If you're not watching on video, what are you doing? Look at our outfits, you guys. You're listening to a podcast. Most people watch it. I think think video is the way to go. Oh. Look at our outfits, you guys. Full disclaimer, I did not get a choice in this. I received a text message from Kelly saying I'm gonna dress as Oppenheimer you're gonna dress as Barbie and it doesn't feel fair what if I wanted to be Oppenheimer I tried to give you the pretty option did you want to take the the man (laughs) who's more successful I think Barbie yeah here's my disclaimer I've never seen Oppenheimer never heard of Oppenheimer outside of the trailer of this movie I'm not a history buff I know the basics of American and world history if Oppenheimer's not a good person I don't you know support him but if he is a good person overall maybe I would support him yeah so just keep that in mind okay I don't know every detail about him but I know he wears an outfit that looks similar to this so that's why I'm wearing it okay we're we're appealing to the box office vibe right now yeah another disclaimer this is a prop cigarette okay I don't support drug use in the form of tobacco I'm gonna be Dr. Barbie (laughs) yeah and so you can't smoke that good thing it's a prop okay so (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have a theme today other than our outfits okay well what kind of Oppenheimer do you want to be if I'm gonna be Dr. Barbie (laughs) I'll be the good one whatever (laughs) good person he has inside of him you know whether it's a small part of him or a large part of him I'll channel that perfect (laughs) I have not seen the Barbie movie or the Oppenheimer movie. Have you? I have not. We're going to see it together. I asked you like I didn't know, and then I just, I was like, no, it just came out. I haven't seen it. My coworkers today told me that they saw it and that it was worth the watch and that they really liked it, but to see it with friends. Oh, that's fun. Disclaimer, I'm not Margot Robbie (laughs) as much as you might believe it. I don't have the hair and makeup team or the wardrobe. (laughs) <laughs> and well, now we don't have a good line to say. Now, <laughs> now that that bomb's been dropped on us. <laughs> Shit. You guys, I'm sorry. It's a comedy podcast. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were like conversations, drama, and realism or yeah, something. Yeah, but it's we're for entertainment, okay? Don't come here looking Entertainment purposes for... only. You can't exactly. play with me. You can't drop bombs on Kelly. <laughs> Okay. I'll share a fact about myself. I think one of my favorite forms of comedy is when people are dressed up in goofy costumes or outfits, but they're doing something very serious. So, oh, I think that's why I wasn't as hype on this because you're dressed in this like fun outfit, whereas (laughs) I'm just the blonde in the pink dress. Right. So it's like, this looks like I'm serious and it looks like you're not. And it's like, what is this knockoff Margot Robbie trying to pull? Like, she's a, she's not even a knockoff Barbie. She's like a knockoff Bratz doll. Like, with the big. Wait, do they have a big head or a big ass? Or no, big Well, feet. I don't have a big ass, that's for sure. They have a big head. Head. And, and I don't even have the hat. Yeah, okay. I see where you're coming from. I didn't want to put this on you. The but burden. you did. You literally put this on me. I put on a different pink outfit and you came in and put this on me. I didn't. I didn't want to burden you with putting together 
such an intricate costume like mine, which I also threw together in 10 minutes. But I feel like it's working, okay? We, we're getting our thumbnail. We're getting our clickbait title. And that's what we need. Remember when I said you can't play with me? I'm not really a Barbie. And I just let Kelly dress me up. I do not remember when you said that. Like literally two minutes ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> should, I, should I put that on Goodreads and quote you? <laughs> yes. I am not a Barbie. You cannot play with me, Erin. Okay, well, Okay. I'll upload that so you get credit for that later. Wonderful. Put it on my Rotten Tomatoes. I'm feeling so excited. The costume is just going to my head. Back to my thought about comedy. I would love to dress up as like like think of Heidi Klum's Halloween costumes I think it would be so funny to have that level of costume and then be giving like very serious life advice yeah because I feel that that is funny and I don't know why okay um (laughs) I'm just like not a creative person like my brain is very science based (laughs) I don't really have this but like as you were saying that like give serious advice thing I had this memory about another nurse that I used to work with in Dermot at somewhere else I used to work. We all dressed up for Halloween one year. And by we all dressed up for Halloween one year, I mean I dressed up as the physician I was working with because she also had blonde hair, wore glasses, (laughs) I wore her outfit. But one of the girls that I worked with dressed up as like a big bloody person. Like she wore like what the patients wear, like the gown and like covered it in blood. Good. And like wore it around all day and like educated patients like that. I know. (laughs) Thinking back to it. It's probably so messed up. That's traumatizing for sure. (laughs) But I'm just picturing like someone doing something serious in a ridiculous outfit. Yeah. Like this could be you. Yeah. Like if I was coming in to my family care physician for my yearly checkup and if it was like Halloween and he was dressed as something really, really funny, it's like the stakes are so low when you're getting, I feel like that's why I like it. Like obviously I'm not going to go to like something very serious in a costume yeah but like my yearly checkup they take my blood pressure they rewrite all my prescriptions like typically the stakes are low for me thankfully so far if I went to if, like my well, cardiologist and he was dressed up as something really funny, my blood pressure would be a little bit higher than normal. Maybe. Well, I did just go to the eye doctor. This is a good example. If my eye doctor was dressed up in a funny costume on Halloween, I would be like slay. Yes, go off. Exactly. Right. To clarify, I do not have high blood pressure. I actually have low blood pressure. That's why I see a cardiologist. I just don't want people to think that I'm this like unhealthy Barbie knockoff. <laughs> She'll be dressed up as Dr. Barbie in the next episode or Nurse Barbie. Can I be like Dermatologist Barbie? Wear your sunscreen. Yeah. Wear your hats. Wear your CeraVe every morning. For sure. For sure. Use my skincare routine Barbie. I like that. Perfect. So enough about our costumes. Let's talk about ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get into our podcast. I have a really interesting story that hits close to home. Oh, boy. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend we're not getting a Borzoi dog? (gasps) 
A Borzoi. I, male 34, have been with my girlfriend, female 46, for seven years. <gasps> she has been asking for a Borzoi breed dog since the start of our relationship. Initially, I thought it would be a short-lived obsession, so I jokingly would say, yes, we can get one, but only when we move in. She seemed very happy with this. Fast forward two years, and we finally moved in together. Once again, the conversation of buying a Borzoi dog came up. I kept deferring it, making up excuses such as the flat is too small, we're too busy, and so on. She was mad, but she understood, so we moved on with our happy lives, Borzoi dog free. Once again, fast forward another two years, and we moved into a house, our beautiful dream house, a garden, (laughs) our beautiful Barbie dream house, (laughs) a garden, two floors, and plenty of space, or as my girlfriend describes it, big enough for a Borzoi dog. We also found new jobs where we can work from home so we would have enough time to look after this hypothetical Borzoi. This is where things went downhill in our relationship. She once again brought up buying a Borzoi dog. I was cornered. My excuses no longer applied. I tried prolonging it by saying not yet and blessed my girlfriend for her patience. She kept sighing and leaving the discussion. Then COVID came and one of the very few perks of covid where the dogs became extremely expensive and that became oh so he's using this so his positive was that she could no longer or she still couldn't get the dog afford the boys borzoi right and that became my new reason not to buy the borzoi dog i milked the excuse during covid but now covid isn't affecting dog prices so her obsession with the borzoi dog has returned i'm sorry i keep slurring my words when i say the borzoi dog because (laughs) i've said it so many times i should now explain why I don't want a Borzoi dog. Get ready to get mad. Simply, they're the most hideously (gasps) creepy dogs I've ever seen. Its face makes me incredibly uncomfortable and I cannot... (laughs) God damn! (laughs) And I cannot imagine having one in the house and running around. It reminds me... Oh no. It reminds me of the Slender Man. (laughs) But as a dog, as ridiculous as it may seem, I fear it. My girlfriend thinks the complete opposite. It has now become so much of an obsession. She has started buying Borzoi cuddly toys, framed pictures, electronic cases, kitchenware decorations, all Borzoi themed. The Borzoi dog has taken taken over my house and my girlfriend. We haven't argued over it yet, but my girlfriend genuinely is heartbroken that I won't get her one. She'd cry, then binge watch videos of them. <laughs> and it would break my heart. So a couple of months ago, I finally explained my utter disgust of Borzoi dogs. I explained how the Borzoi dog genuinely disturbs me. <laughs> she said that I lied to her all these years, promising her the dog. I led her on and that if she didn't get the dog, then she'd consider leaving me. I don't want to lose her, but I cannot bring myself to live with a Borzoi dog. Am I the asshole for telling her that we're not getting a Borzoi dog? Yes, you are the no, asshole. No, you're the asshole for telling her you would get her a Borzoi dog yeah in the you beginning you need to go to therapy talk out your Borzoi dog problems do some Borzoi dog exposure therapy yeah and get her the damn dog his edit was I love dogs in general but the Borzoi the bo- why is it so hard to say the Borzoi dog specifically freaked me out I wouldn't mind getting a different dog but she doesn't want any other that's so dramatic that's so there fair though for so her and dramatic for him there are so many other wonky looking dogs out there yeah 
Yeah. Just because the Borzoi has a long snout, get over it. Like the rest of the dog looks normal. And there are so many wonky looking dogs. It doesn't yeah. make them less lovable. Okay, that's what they say about me and Kelly sometimes. I think that the guy is crazy. Yeah. And this is all his fault. And he's been dig, dig, digging his own grave for the past seven years. And as Barbie would say, he gets what he deserves. Is that what Barbie says? <laughs> I don't know. This is a lesson for all of us, I think. When we are forming new relationships and things come up, goals come up, wants and needs of one of the partners comes up, we should be honest in reciprocating those feelings. So why are you lying to your girlfriend of seven years? I feel like this could have been solved at year two, at year four. This could when have been moved before year one. Yeah, but when they're moving into all these houses and he's like, oh, the next place, the next place. And in mm-hmm. his mind, he's like, I thought it was a phase. Did you think it was a phase? Yeah. A seven-year phase? Also, you could have just asked her. You could have been like, babe, do you think this Borzoi dog thing is going to be a phase? Because I'm starting to not like Borzoi dogs and I just want to establish this now. Or yeah, just like tell her at the beginning, like, that's not my favorite kind of dog. Like, how do you feel about this other dog? Yeah. Like, anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with, like, labs and golden retrievers and that's all I want in life. So if someone strings me along for seven years and then is suddenly, like, the only kind of dog I would ever get is, like, a miniature Yorkie like the polar opposite like mm-hmm. and and I have to be like okay you literally just told me for seven years you're gonna get me my dream dog yeah and now you're just like like no you are a liar yes you need to be honest from step one like you need to be out the gate like if you meet me on date one and you're like I hate golden retrievers I need to know that because that's a red flag I agree and I feel like this is I don't know I feel like we've read so many stories about people that are like oh my partner said they wanted this and then they changed their mind or like whatever and it's like this guy is just a liar yeah like he's not joking with her he's lying to her yeah facts and you're an asshole and I would honestly be devastated if my partner did this to me me too and I would definitely consider leaving this person absolutely not over the fact that I can't get the dog but over the fact that they strung me along and lied to me for seven years knowing from day one that they hated what I wanted yeah and I feel like there's like so many people try to go along with what you want just so they can be like yeah babe we'll do it we'll we'll do it but it's like there are certain things where you can't just say that because when the pedal hits the metal, when it comes down to it, there's certain things that are non-negotiables for people. And it's like, okay, if she always wanted to go to Disney World and you're like, yeah, babe, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go, whatever. She can figure out someone else to go to Disney World with. But a dog, that's like a child. Would you tell your partner for years, yeah, babe, we can have kids, thinking that that would just pass? I was thinking that exact same thing because in today's dating world, that comes up a lot. Like, do you want kids, yes or no? And, like, if you say, yes, absolutely, I want kids to someone who absolutely die hard is, like, all they want is to be a father and you, like, really don't want kids, like, you cannot lead that man on. Yeah. Or, and if you're middle of the road, you have to be honest about that, too. Yeah. Because it's, like, if that's, if they absolutely positively don't want kids and you're middle of the road and you end up deciding, oh, I kind of do want a kid, you need to be honest with them. Yeah. Open and honest communication. 
Yeah. The whole dating thing annoys me so much that people just like aren't up front from the beginning. This just reminds me of this dating service that I somehow found my way into. They're like dating pools. They, they're one of their matchmakers contacted me and was like, oh, one of my clients, I think you'd be perfect for him. I did a call with her, the matchmaker, and she's like, yeah, my client is looking for X, Y, and Z. I need you to be able to describe your body to me. I need to know what your workout, your routine, and your diet is like, what your partying life is like, how much alcohol you drink, if you're willing to move to Florida, how soon you're willing to move to Florida, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, this is shocking to me because I've actually gone on a date with this dating service before and they didn't ask me any of these questions in the screening. So I told her, I'm like, this is shocking. Like I was not expecting to be asked these questions. And she's like, well, I only ask because my client really cares about these things. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I guess I'm like, like she asked me how I would describe my body type. I said, I don't know, average. And she immediately shot me down and was like, um, the average American woman is this tall, this size clothing. So I'm going to let you try again. I don't think that your average. And I was like, what? That's so weird. And then she's like, would you consider moving to Florida? And I'm like, I would. But right now I'm in grad school and I have a job that's connected to my grad school and I have a license to practice in the state where I'm in grad school doing my clinicals. So I have to stay here at least until I'm done school. And she immediately is like, no, you would transfer. (laughs) And I was like, no, I wouldn't. I would finish school and then I would leave. And she's like, well, no, you could just get a job in Florida and transfer schools and finish there and I was so flabbergasted I think I just like blankly stared at her for a minute before I was like um no I don't think I would do that and she was like but would you do it for the right person and I was like the right person wouldn't ask me to throw a wrench in my career plan Mm -hmm. and figure out a new program and it it just doesn't work like that in grad school and she's like oh anyway next question what's your workout routine and like goes and I'm like so just like you're just like brushed it off yeah like what do you mean that's like the number one compatibility right are you gonna live in the same place yeah (laughs) why would you just brush by that and she she so she asked me a number of different things where she just like shot me down so fast like the body thing the workout thing the moving thing and I was just like disgustingly caught off guard because like I get that these are important things to some people but like you don't sign up for a a blind matchmaking service if you're worried about their body yeah like I don't know it's just yeah But anyway, so I messaged the matchmaker afterwards and I was like, hey, I just don't think I'm the right fit for your client. A, he was like out of my age range to begin with, which like I set my own standards and she was like, I'm going to ask you to bend your standards a little bit for my client. Why are you contacting me? And then like (laughs) just shut down everything I said. And I called her out in my message. I was like, when I said this, you said that. When I said this, you said that X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You said A, B, and C. And she immediately was like, oh no, I didn't mean that. My client says he'd be more than happy to wait to move until you were finished school. And and I'm like, no, like we're not going to try to backtrack. You yeah. are so aggressive in our meeting. My client said he loves Borzoi dogs. <laughs> right. Hmm. If your client loves Borzoi dogs and tells me in seven years that I can't get a Borzoi dog, I'm coming for you I mean I guess like I don't think it's bad to want someone with certain aspects I guess I don't think that's bad at all but like the matchmaker was so pushy and when I said I'm sorry I don't think that I meet your criteria for her to try to then like twist and bend and like I don't know (sighs) this was a good part of it too I had a bruise on my chin from getting filler done and she was like how much would you say you give into your appearance and I'm like I don't know like the average amount she's like 
like, yeah, so I'm looking at your pictures on your profile. How old are they? I'm like, I don't know, within the last year. She's like, okay, because I'm looking at you now. Do you have a birthmark on your chin? And I was like, no, why? And I wasn't looking at myself. And I was like, oh my God, I have a bruise on my chin from getting filler done. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think, a, I didn't oh, think. plastic surgery. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you perfectly fit my client's desires. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Like, I totally get if you need a physical attraction to someone. But like, I just feel bad if the client was like, yeah, these things are important to me, but like, don't scare a woman away over them because yeah. the matchmaker was so pushy to be like, well, would you move to Florida? My answer was yes, but not tomorrow. Yeah. And like now <laughs> you missed out on a perfect one because you pushed me. Okay? No, it's so true about the like, well, would you do this for your person? And it's something that always made me mad about the bachelor show. Mm. And I remember the one <laughs> I, I haven't watched too many, but this was on Ben's season or was it pilot Pete? I don't know. Victoria F whatever. She was a vegetarian and whoever the bachelor was, they went on some date to like a meat festival or like a, a oh, county geez. fair. And they're like, Oh, will you eat meat for Ben or Pete? I forget which one it was. I think it was Pete. And she was like, yeah, I would eat meat for Pete or whatever. Pilot Pete. I would and eat I was like, Pete's meat. This is so <laughs> stupid though. Like it always made me so mad. Cause it's like, would you eat meat? meet for him what does that mean would I go against no. my morals and my ethics and my standards for the way that I live for what like would I eat meat for him to live like is he gonna live or die if, if I eat meat because yes of course I would eat meat right. but is he gonna not like me if I don't eat meat because right. in that case no I don't like him because he does eat meat in that case yeah like why why do we have to like oh well would you do this for your person and it's like if it's my soulmate I would do anything for them but I'm gonna marry someone that I don't have to do those things yeah you know it's unless like moving is a different story but like I guess like the working out or like the getting fillers or whatever and it's like the would you do this for your partner is so dumb when it comes to like morals or something right because your person wouldn't ask you to change yourself exactly and like the way that you live life like if you're vegan if you're religious it's like would you stop going to church for your partner and it's like, yeah, if That's they were going to die, gonna sure, I would skip a week. There is like... also such a double standard with certain things because it's like a lot of I'm I'm not speaking about me and Kelly. Well, I, I can only speak for myself, but a lot of vegetarians will be like, would you go vegetarian for me? And it's like, I don't know, maybe. But would you go back to a meat eater for me? Yeah. And that it's is like, no, standard. I wouldn't do that. Would you start going to church for me? Well, would you stop going to church for me? Yeah. And I think a big one is alcohol. It's like, would you stop drinking for for me like uh no will you start drinking for me I feel like this is a double standard and I don't know how to describe it because it's not like one is better than the other right, I agree but it's like I'll use the vegetarian vegan thing it's like a lot of people who are not vegetarian will sometimes eat food that is vegetarian like right. if you have a veggie salad or a veggie sandwich or an oreo yeah or some chocolate cakes like you're eating vegan right now yeah someone who's not that will sometimes like I'll say accidentally eat that way but yeah. someone who is that will never accidentally not you know right. like they won't happen to have a sausage egg and cheese in the morning because mm-hmm. that's just not even an option whereas yeah. a non-vegetarian 
vegetarian might just choose to have an egg and cheese that day right, and no right. meat. So anyway, I feel like it's a little bit different because of that. And then also let me clarify by saying like when I say like, oh, will you go to church for me? Will you not? Or like, will you stop drinking alcohol for me? Or will you drink? I'm not saying like make a sober person relapse to something that they were addicted to. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if someone's just like, oh, I don't really drink alcohol because it's like I don't like going out and partying, but I really like drinking alcohol because I like partying. And if you want someone who doesn't party, like I think you should start partying for me. That's like the extent I'm talking about. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not saying like you should, you know, literally like hurt somebody. I'm just using it as an example of like mm-hmm. the going to church thing. Well, Jimmy and I were kind of talking about this on an episode like months ago, but I feel like there's a difference between like changing yourself or asking someone to change for you and then kind of sharing something with someone. So like I feel like the drinking thing or the vegetarian thing, even church, all of these examples, these are three good examples of if you start dating someone and you love them and everything in your life is compatible except maybe vegetarianism or church or what was the other one? Alcohol. And it's like people can learn new habits or people can have new experiences and be like, oh, wait, that actually is for me. So maybe you drink a lot and then you meet someone who doesn't drink and it's like, oh, would you give up drinking for them? No, not just for them. But if I if I try not drinking and I really like it for myself, I would give it up for me. And now we're more compatible. So it's like, are you doing it for someone else? There there would be extents to where I would do it for someone else. Like I'm fairly new to the dating scene and I have gone on a few dates with guys that don't drink alcohol at all and not because they had any issues, but they just never liked drinking. Yeah. And I really liked them and I literally didn't think twice about that. And they never once were like, Oh, can we not drink? Like they would literally be like what do you want to do tonight and I would just choose a place for dinner that wasn't like an alcoholic place whatever yeah and I never thought twice about it and I don't think that any of those men would have ever asked me to not drink for them but I will say if I was still in my many year relationship that I had before this and he had decided to stop drinking just to stop drinking I would maybe be like huh like why are we doing this but if he had a problem and he needed to stop drinking I would go sober with him yeah because that's something that you do to support your partner right I mean and I'm not saying everyone has to I'm saying that's something I would do yeah because I love my partner and I support my partner and I would do that to support them so I just want to clarify yeah that I'm not saying that we should be making alcoholics drink alcohol yeah to fit yeah, our yeah. lifestyle I'm not saying that I'm saying if someone has a problem and they're the love of my life I would probably go sober for them too so that's but, a good example of it then that's like right. the, it's not always bad to quote-unquote yeah. change your habits for someone But it's just stupid when people bring up these things that are like early on super incompatible and it doesn't make sense. I think the early on thing gets me too, where it's like, had I been on the first date and they were like, do you drink alcohol? I don't drink alcohol. I won't date someone who drinks alcohol. Like I need you. That would be like a hard red flag because it's like you can't ask me to change. And I think that's what threw me off so much about this matchmaker is like, why are you using a matchmaker and a dating service in the Philadelphia area knowing that you want to move tomorrow to Florida? 
Florida. Right. And that is your number one thing that they are willing to move for you. It's like, am I willing to move to Florida for my soulmate? By all means, I am. I don't even know you. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to say, yeah, I'll move to Florida? We date for six months. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Like, that can't be a hard stop on someone that you've never even met. Yeah, exactly. Like, wait till you get there. I don't know. That is almost giving, like, why do you want someone that would give everything up for you without even knowing you? Like, is that, like, a manipulation, like, controlling thing? So I have now spoken with three matchmakers about going on dates with the service, and this is the one that I said no to because I played this conversation back a number of times with a lot of people between coworkers, friends, cousins, and everyone, when I said the intricate details of this conversation, everyone was like, that's a red flag. That's very weird. And it's not just the stuff that I just said right now. It's like even more stuff, like you said, like the, why do you need someone right now that's literally saying they will move with you in the next next six months? Like, how do you expect someone to literally drop their entire life for someone they just It's giving love bombing. Like it's, it would be weird from either side. It would be weird if a guy, like let's say a guy was like, move to Florida with me tomorrow. Any reasonable person would be like, I don't even know you. But then what if the guy was like, I'll move across the country with you today. I'm like, I don't even know you. Like, I don't want it from either side. It's weird from either side. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think there was so many things about that that we were like, what are we doing here? Like, this is like just a little bit weird. Yeah, like the whole manipulation thing that you just said. I don't remember exactly the ins and outs because it's been a while now since I've had this conversation. But I do remember when I read it to some people, they were like, he seems that he's looking for something along the lines of like a mail order bride where he's like, these are my visual criteria this is what she has to be like this is how she has to live and um i need her in a box tomorrow to florida i need her in a barbie box shipped to my malibu dream house honey if you're listening (laughs) your matchmaker wasn't it you might be able to ship me to florida still but not yet that's so bizarre yeah that's the thing i feel like all the examples are like so different and there's so much nuance in each example yeah but it just always pisses me off when people are like would you do this for your partner and it's like just change your whole morals and ethics it's like or imagine like some people are vegetarian because the thought of meat disgusts them yeah it makes them feel sick would you eat meat for your partner it's like would you do something that disgusts you and makes you feel sick to be with our bachelor ben and it's like no what what's ben doing for me right (laughs) like i don't like maybe ben should stop eating innocent animals in front of me yeah exactly (laughs) it just doesn't make sense and i think vegetarianism is something too that's a good example for this because it's like oh well why do you not just eat the meat it's like because it's so simple to eat vegetarian this perfect example not to circle back to this but another matchmaker more recently than that one that I spoke with asked if I went on a date with her client do I have any allergies or dietary restrictions and I literally said to her I don't eat meat but I don't even tell people that I have a dietary restriction because I am so easy if you take me to a steakhouse there's a 90% chance that they have a fish option and like I will figure it out I don't know and I know that there are people more intense than me that are not pescatarian or they're fully vegan obviously that's a little bit different because you do have more of a requirement but mine is so trivial I don't eat meat that if someone were to be like would you eat meat for the love of your life like honey he ain't the love of my life yeah that's the thing it's like you shouldn't need to do these trivial things so it's like would you stop wearing pink for Ben it's like or what like for him for what like that doesn't make sense and so it's so annoying when they're like oh would you like go to the gym every day like for this mystery man like or what 
like no right. like no i won't no <laughs> like that doesn't, it doesn't work sense. with my work schedule yeah. like absolutely not so what kind of workouts did you do well like are you gonna change my workout routine if i tell you like i go to cycling class and he wants me to go to a weightlifting class like i'm not yeah this is so dumb it just is so stupid i know i, I think like one like a good example too is like oh would you stop eating this like okay for what like if you ask me to stop eating peanuts because my man's is gonna die and he's not even my man's yet sure yeah that's like different. sure i I won't take him to the peanut factory for the first date. I promise. But like to say, will you not eat meat on the f- or like, will you eat meat on the first date because he wants to go to a steakhouse? No. Cancel the date. Just yeah. cancel it. Like, it's just not. We're, we're not, not compatible. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Done. It just is, yeah. So. <laughs> Gavel. So anyway, going back to our story, are you an asshole for lying to your partner for seven years about something that is a goal in her life? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Unless you are willing to like put your annoyance aside, unless you like, because listen, I stand on my soapbox here and I lecture about phobias. Unless you truly have a phobia of the Borzoi. I think you need to work on whatever this little kink that you got to work out is and get her the borzoi to show her that you love her. Like, she's not asking for you to freaking cut off your left foot. She's asking for a dog and you just happen to not like the length of the snoot on the dog. Get over yourself. You're a man. <laughs> snoot. Okay, also, whether he has a phobia... <laughs> snoot, not the word. I think it's called snout. Oh. <laughs> a snoot. I think a snoot is when you'd be like, the doge has a snoot. A dog has a snout. A doge has a snoot. I'm not a veterinarian. (laughs) Right. What pisses me off about this post, though, is that he says, Am I the asshole for telling her we're not getting a borzoi dog? No. Are you an asshole for having a borzoi phobia? No, you're an asshole for lying to her for seven years and telling her you would do this thing that she wants in her life. That's Facts. what makes you an asshole. Your fear of the borsoi, <laughs> that's irrelevant now. Agreed. All of that is irrelevant because what makes you an asshole is the fact that you're lying to her for seven years. Bang it. Get the borsoi. I think she needs to skedaddle out of that relationship and get the borzoi. She can stay with us. And then she can make She can make videos where they say, I'll let me do it for you. Anyone, anyone who has ever watched TikTok or Instagram Reels will understand my reference. Every single video of a Borzoi dog has that song playing over it. Let me do it for you. I've never heard that. You have because I've sent you videos of Borzois. I 99% of the time watch any video that's sent to me on silent. Okay, I'm going to play the sound because now I feel insecure. Borzoi sound. (laughs) why do they put this on the borzoi i don't know but it's any dog with a long snout and so i follow a borzoi fan account well it's not a fan account i'm a fan it's a family that has two borzois and they do videos they elongate the snout on them so they're like five feet long (laughs) in photoshop (laughs) it's so funny okay moving on another thing i have a lot of opinions on borzois (laughs) dalmatians no (laughs) am i the asshole for commenting on my ex's new pet on social media i was with my ex for four years we broke up just about three years ago i've been with my current partner for two and a half years and we have a great relationship today my partner noticed my ex 
Chris's name on my Snapchat log and asked if we still talked. I mentioned that we don't talk regularly, but that I replied to my ex's story when they posted about getting a new cat. The cat was cute. I replied to congratulate them. End of story. Well, it ended up with my current partner being really upset, hurt by the fact that I would even reach out to my ex. They said, when you break up, that's it. No more contact. I always kept the idea that I should be civil and mature about past relationships, especially ones that were serious. I feel weird ignoring someone who just exists in the world, knowing almost everything about me. I was a bit taken aback by the whole thing, and now I feel like shit. Am I the asshole for congratulating my ex on something? I think by not congratulating your ex on getting a cat, you're not totally ignoring their existence. Yes. (laughs) And also, even if you were, that's the reason they're an ex. Right. I have so many thoughts on this. The overall vote on this was not the asshole. And while I don't think that this person is an asshole, I think that people make way too many excuses to talk to their exes. And none of them make sense to me. I agree. I feel like people have like almost like a pride thing sometimes where they're like, well, we don't hate each other. We ended on good terms. Yeah. And like, that's great. I also had a hundred friends in high school that I no longer talk to and they know or knew a lot about me. That's another thing. You broke up three years ago. This person no longer knows everything about you. You dated them for a time and now you're not dating them. You can move on. You can respect someone. You can even follow them. I don't think people should be following their exes, but that's a different story. But anyway, you don't have to talk to them in order to maintain like a civil relationship. It's literally like a friend from high school that you no longer talk to. It's like, oh, do you consider yourself ignoring every friend that you just peacefully drifted apart from in life? Are you ignoring them? Are you on bad circumstances with them because you don't talk every day or every six months or whatever? The answer is no. And I feel like people are so like proud of themselves that they're like, yeah, I ended on good terms with my ex. We wish the best for each other. I text her on her birthday every year. We talk every four to six months and we just check in and say, how you doing? Yada, yada, yada. Like, what? What? I can tell you right now, if I was dating someone and they told me I text my ex on their birthday every year because we're on good terms, they wouldn't be my boyfriend anymore. I don't need my boyfriend texting my ex. And here's another thing. I don't need my ex texting me. I feel like that's a bigger thing. It's like if your ex never spoke to you again, how would you feel? Right. If you felt neutral in that situation, you have moved on. That's how you should feel. I had an ex. He will never speak to me again. Do I wish ill for him? Absolutely not. We ended on peaceful terms. We didn't hate each other. We wished each other all the best. If I walked past him in the grocery store, I might be like, hey, what's up? And keep walking. Does that mean we're on bad terms? Does that mean we don't respect each other? No, of course not. But would you wish him a congratulations on his cat? No, I wouldn't even follow him on Instagram. But if someone told me through the grapevine, oh, so-and-so got a cat, I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. You know, they like cats. Or last I heard, they wanted a cat. Would I go out of my way to talk to them? No, it's just unnecessary. I just think if my partner was talking to an ex for any reason, I just wouldn't like it. Other than like a kid. Other than a kid. Okay, yes, of course, other than if they were co-parenting. But no, if it was just to be like, oh my God, cute shoes, cute cat. Congrats on your new car. No. Why are we saying this? Okay, it's irrelevant. Unfriend your exes. Say thank you next. Wish them all the best. If you ever think about them, send a little like nod to the universe and be like, I hope they're doing well. That's all you need. Yeah. And I really feel like people that talk to their exes, like something else has to be going on. Mm -hmm. Whether you are over them or not, like I feel like it's like a pride thing. Maybe for this girl, she's like, yeah, I have the ability to talk to my ex and still be on cordial terms. It's like, okay, do you want a prize? Right. Do you want us to bang the gavel for you? 
Like, you don't get anything, okay? Yeah. Whether you hate your ex or you love them or you're on cordial terms with them, your life is exactly the same. Doesn't fucking matter if you're friends with your ex or not or if you talk to your ex or not. And so I'm on the side of the partner. I agree. I mean, I... Like, speaking from experience, don't talk to my ex. And, like, there are definitely days that he crosses my mind strictly because I miss the dog. (laughs) And there are days that it takes everything in me to not pick up that phone and be like, can I please come see the dog? Mm -hmm. But do I do it? No, because I'm a normal, sane person. Right. And that's the difference, too. Like, that dog was, like, my dog for so many years. Whereas this man's just got a cat. And you were like, let me congratulate him on the cat. Like, what? I also think, not to back, track on what I'm saying but I feel like there's a different level of like seriousness in relationships so maybe if this was like your high school ex yeah who you dated for a few months and then you remained classmates for the following year and now you're 35 like that's different I wouldn't be like upset if a boyfriend was like oh yeah we fake dated in high school right. or, like we went for to prom sure. together and dated for seven months or whatever for sure that's different but like yeah it's like you dated that person for years like very serious feelings and I'm sure it took a long time to get over and I just feel that there's no reason to be talking to that person right. and also everyone has like main exes like you have those exes where you're like yeah whatever they're just like they literally mean nothing to me almost to the point where you're like if my friends started dating them I wouldn't even care yeah but then there's exes that are like played a significant role in your life Mm -hmm. and you're like if my friends started talking to them I would feel like they were stabbing me in the back yeah and I'd be like are you okay to be going after this ex of mine I feel like that's the ones I'm talking about where like if you would feel betrayed if your friends started dating them and also but also I feel like that's hard to say because I think that sometimes people like set their friends up with their exes to still remain in their life oh my god that's psycho people are so fucked up but I've just I've just seen it all I feel like oh my god I have to say this is not my main ex this is a guy I dated for like literally five months in college but it's so funny because he went to high school with one of my now best friends from college and they did one of those like not so serious high school dating things where like I think everyone in the friend group dated everyone in their friend group like it was one of those not serious things and then I obviously dated him for like five months in college because and it was like still like not a super serious I guess like you could say it was serious but like it really wasn't like we went to different colleges we went to each other's like fraternity and sorority formals and like that was the extent of it and now it's just like the best when my girlfriend and I can think back and be like remember when we both dated yeah and we'll just like joke about it now like we'll be like oh isn't it so funny that like Aaron's ex is my ex or like (laughs) someone will be like oh so-and-so is like engaged and it'll be like, ha, oh, remember when I dated him? And I'll be like, I remember when I dated him first. And it's just like <laughs> so funny to think about it now because obviously neither of us were like this serious thing. But it's just so funny to like talk about like the relationship aspect of it now too because it'll be like, what was like your relationship where this was like the worst thing ever? And I'll look at her and I'll be like, mm. and she'll be like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I've never experienced that. You should try it. Should I date your ex? Which one? The main one. If you want. Yes. Because <laughs> because then you can bring the doggy around. Oof. Yeah. I just think that um, I don't know. Are you know. saying you won't do it? Do you want me to? Uh, I need you to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll take one for the team. Perfect. Just to close out my thoughts on this story. I've said it before. You know, I don't need to repeat myself. I just feel like we just don't need to talk to our exes. 
ever. Yeah. You don't need to wish them a happy yeah. birthday on their birthday every single year. You don't need to slide into their DMs because something good happened in their life. I feel like if anything, when you're ending on cordial terms, that's when you say it. You say, for my own mental health, I'm not going to talk to you again, but thank you so much for this experience. I have so much respect for you. Yeah. And I really wish the best for you in life. And while I'm sad that we are breaking up, I do wish you happiness and you brought me happiness while we dated. And go off and thrive in your life. And I will never talk to you again, but just know I support you. Facts. And it's like, why do you need more than that? What's it for? What's it for? And for what? Really deep down decide, why did you text your ex? If the reason you texted your ex that about the dog is so that your ex would think you're nice, that's a bad reason. You got to cut it. Okay. Thank you. I've tried to hit that gavel like six times and Kelly's kept speaking. I'm just so passionate. (laughs) About cutting off exes. Yeah. I understand. Back to the controlling relationship talks. Perfect. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend her Instagram use is obnoxious and ruining our relationship? Shit. So, according to my girlfriend and several friends of hers that apparently needed to be included in our personal affairs, this makes me a controlling ass. Well, to give some background, I am not a social media user. I do have an account on one site, but I rarely use it, and it is more to keep track of distant relatives and old friends. And neither was my girlfriend, for the most part. She did use it on and off. Well, in the past year, she has made an Instagram due to pressure of some friends of hers. She is very good looking, so it more or less kind of kicked off, and now she is somewhere in the area of twenty to 30,000 followers. Holy shit. She must be really good looking. (laughs) Is she a Barbie doll for real? Well, it was all good in the start, be it a bit annoying to me, to be honest, but she sort of got addicted. At first, she respected my choice to not be involved as well, but now she wants me to take pictures, be in pictures, takes pictures of me to put on her Instagram, etc. Well, essentially, all of our dates, moments together, and so forth are now the subject of a photo session, and it is honestly starting to have a large impact on our relationship and has turned into the primary subject of every argument we have. Well, that brings us to even more recently, and now she's starting to post more provocative stuff, I suppose we should call it. I'm obviously not saying nude stuff, but like in bikinis with a focus on her ass, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, while I am not a big fan of her doing it, I do not consider it a huge issue. At the end of the day, everyone sees it when we go to the beach anyways. It is more or less yet another shovel of shit on the proverbial shit heap that this Instagram crap has become. However, on the off occasion, I actually check her Instagram. The comments are just pissing me the hell off. Primarily a bunch of horny dudes you get the drift. So yesterday, I decided to just be blunt about it, given it is really a strain on our relationship, and it went about as well as you could expect. We have not spoken since, aside from another argument. So am I just overreacting? I think it depends how you brought up that conversation. Okay, tell us. I mean, honestly, like, are you overreacting? I don't know. Is she making money off of it? Has this become a job for her? Because if it has, go off queen. Like, you should probably be supporting her because you are benefiting from that in one way or another. If it is totally ruining your life, talk to her about it. Sure, like you said. But how did you bring this up? Because if you really think you're overreacting and you said and that went about as good as you could expect it to go. Yeah, he's just writing dramatically. I could expect it to go pretty good if you had an open honest communication with her yeah like if you sat down and you were like hey like I just feel like this is literally taken over not only your life but our lives like what can we do about it why is it like this 
I can imagine it went well. If you sat her down and you were like, Kelly, you got to cut the shit. I've had it. This is literally taking over my life. I get no benefit from this. You need to stop. You weren't a social media person when we met. And that's the person I fell in love with. Not the person that you are now. You need to go back to what you were. We are not social media people. Then, yeah, I can imagine how that conversation went. Yeah, I do think it is very important and very telling when it comes to how we brought it up. But I also don't think that overall... So maybe in the way that he brought it up, he could be an asshole. But I don't think what he's feeling makes him an asshole. No. Because if you started dating someone and their job was... I'll say normal because most people are not an Instagram influencer. So they just had a normal job where they had clothes on all day and that's who you fell in love with and you didn't have to do social media. That's fine. And then more and more they're asking you take photos of me, be in this photo, be in this Instagram thing and you don't want to do that. I also think that's fair and I feel like I've seen a lot of posts where people are like if he doesn't want to be in your Instagram photos like if he doesn't want to be in your TikTok that's a red flag and dump him. And it's like no it's not. Just because someone doesn't want to be in photos 24-7 or specifically photos that are being posted online. Mm -hmm. Like if you just want to take a photo for yourself, for your iPhone background, like that's fine. But it's not everyone's goal in life to be dancing on TikTok, to be filming everything in their life. goals on TikTok are to go viral. Yeah. I'm sorry that I don't want to be in that. Yeah. And like... I think that's fine. I don't think it's a red flag when somebody tells their partner, I don't want to be on your social media. I feel like it could be if a guy is like really shady and he's like, yeah, dude, like don't post me on that shit. Like that's different. But if your partner is genuinely like, I just am not a social media person. Please don't post me. That's way different. And they support you in every other way. Mm -hmm. And they just don't want to do social media and their own actions show that as well. What I mean by that is he never uses Instagram for himself and he's like, I don't want to be on yours either. I'm not even on mine. She should respect that. But I feel like he has a right to feel that way. And it reminded me of this situation that has happened recently in like the celebrity world. But there was a celebrity actor who started dating a pro surfer. And it's just true. When you're a female pro surfer, you're posting pictures in bikinis. You're Mm -hmm. surfing with guys. You're traveling the world. You're probably modeling because if you're sponsored by a bikini brand, you need to model those bikinis for that brand. That's how you make money. And then they started dating and that was her life. That was her job. And then after a few months, he started telling her that she couldn't do this stuff. And Mm -hmm. he's like, these are my boundaries. These are whatever. These are what I need from a partner. And it's like, you knew what you were getting into. You knew that this was her job. If you didn't want to date someone with this job, you shouldn't have ever dated her. It's different when you start dating someone and they have a certain job and then they change. I feel like he's in the right to be upset about it. But it all comes down to how you bring it up and how you say it. I also should, like, disclaimer that I'm very tainted because I was in, like, a controlling abusive relationship many, many years ago. I can just see how this would have gone down in that relationship. And that's all I can see. I remember that guy. That's all I can see. And where I'm coming from is, you're right. It was not that way when we started dating. But things have changed. And now this is my life. And now this is what I have to do for money and I can literally see the anger in this man's eyes and I can hear his voice right now like well that's not the person I fell in love with and if you loved me you would stop doing it and it's like people change whether they're in a relationship or not so yes 
I have changed, but I've evolved and either you can evolve with me if that's what you want or we don't have to be together if that's what you want because you don't like this lifestyle and that's fine. Yeah. But I can hear the anger in the, you've changed. This is not the person I fell in love with. This is not what you should be doing. You should be doing what I want and we're not social media people. And so that's why I like have that like flutter of like panic almost when I hear these stories because it's like, I know only one way that this would have gone down. Yeah. And that's it. And I mean, I'm jaded. Like, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship and this would have gone down the way I just described, please get out of it. Please. Yes. But you're right. Things have changed. He is allowed to be feeling the way he is feeling. But I really, really hope it was approached in a non-confrontational, this is how I'm feeling, in a very therapeutic, communicative way, not in an aggressive, controlling way. Yeah. It should come from a place of asking. Like, hey, I know we've been doing this a lot. Here's my perspective. Is it possible for us to do this less together? You can do whatever you want. I'm going to do this over here. And if if there's like a safety concern, like, oh, these guys are commenting weird shit. That's different but like if you just don't like the comments that are on your girlfriend's Instagram don't read them like it's not that big of a deal and at the end of the day everyone gets those whether she has 30,000 followers or 1,000 followers like she's gonna have some creep from high school or some annoying frat bro from college that like comment here and there when she posts a picture at the beach like everyone gets them you delete them because they're weirdos like it's not yeah Like, it's, I'm sorry that it's happening to your girlfriend. Like, I truly am because it's weird and it's annoying and it's frustrating. But, like, this is not what's causing that. Like, men in our society are causing that. You know, I'm not here to hate on men. But if we were going to hate on men, the men are doing it. She's not doing it. The whole, she's asking for it. She's posting a picture in a bikini because she's probably getting paid by that bikini company. Okay? Yeah. She's not asking for the creepy ass men to comment on her social media. Yeah. And I feel like also it's one thing if it's just her doing it. I get why he wouldn't want to be involved, but it's like that's also a different conversation. Like if you can come to a compromise with her and be like, I know this is your new career. I love you. I don't want to be part of it. Is there a way that we can continue without me being a part of it? That could be a great first step. Yeah. Asking questions, asking how can we do better? How can this make both of us happy? instead of just you happy and if anything make it about yourself like hey I'm not a social media person this is not what I want my career to be do you mind if we kind of separate work from pleasure at this point in time like just like a funny example is that like there was a point in time where like Kelly and Rebecca one day were like going off and they were like oh I want to be famous like when I'm famous I want to do this (laughs) or I want to be that kind of influencer and I literally at the end of the conversation was like I just want to be a nurse and it's like that's all I want to be so if he sits her down and he's like hey babe like I love you but like I'm not into content creating like at the end of the day I just want to be a nurse and I want to come home and go out to dinner with my girlfriend without having to like stop to take pictures and like can we just like do that sometimes too would make a huge difference compared to just that's your thing it's not my thing okay yeah supportive also disclaimer it's not about being famous it's about the maximum amount of people consuming the content that we're proud of it's not about being famous it's what you do with your fame exactly and if you're posting booty pics and your boyfriend's mad about it have a civil conversation (laughs) with him do not let him go off on you 
The last one is kind of trivial, but I didn't know the answer to it because I don't work in the medical field, so I wanted to hear Aaron's take on it. This is not my professional advice, and this is not me telling you what to do. Am I the asshole for showing up to a virtual doctor's appointment shirtless? (laughs) I, 38 male, don't have a family doctor. Because roughly a quarter of the population where I am is in the same boat, the government has contracted a company that takes virtual appointments for people that don't have their own physician. You don't know who you're going to get. You just sign up at the start of the day, wait until physician becomes available, and you get a virtual appointment. I've been at home all day, tending to my one-year-old son while my wife is at work for the day. I signed up for an appointment in the morning and you never know how long the wait will be, but it's often a few hours. It's also extremely hot today. It's almost 30 degrees, so I've got fans on everywhere and have my shirt off. 30 degrees, what is that in Fahrenheit? I think 40 is around 100. Yeah. I don't know what that means for 30. 86. Oh, that's not that hot. That's not that hot. But if they're in like Canada, it probably is. True. Okay, so I've got fans on everywhere and I have my shirt off. My wife surprised me by coming home for lunch, something she rarely does. I was excited, but as luck would have it, just a couple minutes after she showed up, the doctor was in and the video called me. I answered without thinking about it and my wife immediately said in an annoyed voice to me that I don't have a shirt on. I kind of just shrugged. I mean, it's a doctor. Surely they wouldn't care, right? Well, I guess this one did because she mentioned it to me right away. I was holding the baby, so I passed him off to my wife and grabbed a shirt and came back to the appointment. I thought it was no big deal, but afterward, my wife said she was embarrassed and what I did was extremely inappropriate and sexual harassment. Bear in mind that the camera only caught from my shoulders up. I said I'm pretty sure you can't sexually harass someone with your shoulders and it's also blazing hot out. There are tons of people walking around with their shirts off. Her opinion was that I wouldn't go into a proper doctor's office without a shirt so I shouldn't be on camera with a doctor without a shirt and that it didn't matter that she was a doctor because she didn't consent to seeing me shirtless. We had a big argument about it before she went back to work. In my eyes, it's simply a difference of opinion about what's appropriate but she insists that it's much more serious and Am I the asshole? Oh, I don't think you're an asshole. <laughs> like, I think that it was an innocent mistake. I mean, your wife's right. You would not go to the doctor's office. It would be so weird. And, like, maybe it's a little bit disrespectful to, like, not be, you know, dressed well for an appointment with another professional. But, like, it sounds like this is not something that this man's is used to. It sounds like he's literally in the middle of nowhere. And, like, you're taking care of your baby. Like, you would be surprised how many, like, moms come in like disheveled with like newborn puke on them and they're like feeding the baby and like the baby's screaming and like the two-year-old's pooping on them and it's like people you know can be disheveled when they're taking care of their kids and like if this man's wasn't wearing a shirt in his own house because he's taking care of his baby like I don't think he's being disrespectful like he made an honest mistake I feel like he made an honest mistake I think that maybe if the doctor was like can you please put a shirt on she either was like haha this is funny put a shirt on though let's be professional or she was uncomfortable and she asked you to put a shirt on and she's probably already over it either way like yeah. either way she's already over it it didn't even say she asked him to it just said she mentioned it like she could have just been like oh you don't you're shirtless it must be hot like right. she just mentioned it right she didn't so, even like, ask so that's what i'm saying like it probably wasn't that serious she's literally over it already okay maybe i'm like wrong i wouldn't do this also because it's less common for women to be walking around without shirts than it is for men but i feel like that's not that weird like people go to the doctor and they get undressed anyway that's what I, i was gonna say yeah like i feel like the only reason that people 
don't go pre-undressed, I'll say, is because in public, there's an expectation that you're going to have a shirt on. But in the privacy of your own home, that does not apply. So why would it be weird to see a physician without a shirt on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's weird. I think if anything, like I said, just like the professionalism aspect of it, like it's how you present yourself. You're meeting a new professional and you're showing up shirtless, like put a shirt on. Would I think anything of it if I logged on as the medical professional and they were not wearing a shirt and they were like hey you're here to like talk about like my skin whatever I would literally not think twice about it. I know I'm but if your wife thought twice about it and the doctor thought twice about it do I think you're an asshole no I think you made an honest mistake yeah I agree I do think it's weird a little bit weird that they both mentioned it though unless the doctor just made a comment about like oh it must be really hot there yeah which I feel like is lighthearted. like I feel like a lot of people make comments like that regardless of what you're wearing it could have been a tank top and she could have made the same comment yeah we don't know what she said but as a doctor I'm like would you even notice that like would most doctors even notice that especially if it was his shoulders up like what if he was wearing a tube top what if it was a woman wearing a tube top what or a man but whatever I'm just saying like a woman wearing a tube top you only saw her shoulders would a doctor be like oh you're not wearing a shirt are you yeah, I don't know. I think I think <laughs> like for the wife to the wife's point, if she's like, yeah, that's sexual harassment. But like, I think maybe if you were like, oh, I don't want to wear a shirt to my appointment so I can flex on her. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's totally. That's different. embarrassing. That's humiliating. Okay, <laughs> but I think if your kid is like spitting up and you're like running around taking care of them, and thank God your wife's there to hand the baby off to and toss you a shirt, <laughs> you forgot to put a shirt on. End of discussion. Yeah, I guess I. I just don't think that it's that weird because the last time that I had a telehealth video call with a doctor, it was with a dermatologist and I was going to have to show them my skin. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, but I guess not every doctor needs that. But I'm just yeah. thinking from my most recent experience with and that. And that's the only experience I can give, really. Yeah. Like, I I'm like, see patients all day. Yeah, where that's I have to how look at you do skin. a skin check anyway. So it's like, why not just save her a little bit of time? Now right. you don't even have to leave. Right. Just come on off. in in your underwear and a hospital gown in your purse and we're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Please wear your clothes to your doctor's appointments. And if you accidentally forget a shirt on telehealth, I personally won't be mad at you, but I might call you out on it. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I won't. I will think you made an honest mistake. If I ever become a doctor and we're on telehealth, you can show me your bare shoulders. Please don't show me your bare shoulders. (laughs) I just would prefer for you to wear a shirt, but I understand if you forget. I won't judge you for going shoulder. I certainly won't judge you, especially if you log on with a child in your hands and you're like, don't have your t-shirt on. I certainly, look, I used to nanny. Like I've been spit up on many a time and had to go shirtless in someone else's house (laughs) or like put on someone else's clothing. Am I the (laughs) asshole for taking my shirt off in the house that I nanny for. <laughs> you know someone's written this. Background. The baby spit up on me, so I took off my shirt. I was walking around in a bra. The parents weren't home. I washed my shirt, and I put the shirt back on. Am I the asshole? <laughs> it's like, okay, if you wanted to tell a story on Reddit, just tell a story. <laughs> just tell a story. Okay, we don't need the Tell whole. us you wanted to write a story without You know what we're going to say, okay? You know you're not an asshole. Yeah. Case closed. Anyway. I didn't write that. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It just reminded me of, like, some of the dramatic titles you read. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, what could they possibly have done? Like, walking around nude in front of another family? And then yeah. it's like, the stakes are so low that you're like, you just wasted my time. Yeah. This is a clickbait title, and I'm over it. Yeah. It's like, exactly what the I title of this podcast is. I also didn't do it until, like, the baby 
baby was down for the nap and I could like sneak yeah. in, rinse the shirt off myself and put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the asshole for getting changed in someone else's bathroom? Right, <laughs> literally. <laughs> when I work there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. okay. Anyway. Well, this episode was all over the place. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I just kind of, I just kind of exploded and put it together. Sorry. Once well. again, I don't know what open... <laughs> I don't know what Oppenheimer is, does, who he was as a person. Can't say I support him. Can't say I don't. But it was fun dressing up as him. I am not Mario Robbie. Never have been. Never will be. Am not all of the many different like pilot, Malibu tour guide, doctor, dog walker, veterinarian, Barbie. But I can try. Yeah. And you're slaying. Thank you. I'm actually proud of myself for keeping this hat on this whole time because it's really making my forehead itchy shoot i do it for you do it for the borzois borzois d-i-f-t-b thank you so much for listening to our podcast hope you liked it we love you we appreciate you and we'll see you in the next one bye, bye.